For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Spiritual Application of Passover. This is part six of the series. Pharaoh is a broken staff. Isaiah chapter 36, verse 6. Lo, you trust in the staff of this broken reed on Egypt, whereon if a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all those that trust in him. Pharaoh, in the world's mind and eyes, the world system has an element of power and authority. And if you trust in the world system and its natural power and authority, in the end, it is a broken staff. It is a broken reed. The staff of a good shepherd brings comfort. Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Who is the Lord? That is David's shepherd. Well, John chapter 10 verse 11, Yeshua said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Now it goes on in Psalm 23 verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comforts me, because he rules and reigns righteously. He uses his authority for good. Messiah gave his authority to his people to rule and reign following his death on the tree. Matthew 28 verse 18, and Yeshua came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, immersing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Ruach HaKodesh, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So he says, All power is given unto me. You go, because power is given unto me. And you you teach all things that I have taught you. So Yeshua bestows the power that he has been given unto his believers to proclaim the good news, to proclaim the eating of that lamb. So back to Exodus chapter 12, verse 11, it says, eat the lamb, not only with your loins girded, with shoes on your feet, the staff in your hand, not only you to eat it in haste, but this is called the Lord's Passover. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 
verse 13 it says, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, what is the Lord's Passover? Seeing the blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague will not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. That is because, once again, if it's the Lord's Passover, Yeshua is the Lord. Yeshua is Yahweh. Yeshua is our Passover. John chapter 5 verse 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. Now what was it said about eating of that lamb? It says it was the Lord's Passover and when I see the blood I will pass over and you will not experience the judgment. So those that eat of Yeshua those that believe in him look what it says. You get passed from death from judgment that came upon Egypt. You pass from death unto life. You put the blood of the lamb upon your doorpost. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 Purge out therefore the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened for even Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Passover is to be a remembrance celebration. It is to be a memorial. In Hebrew, it's a zakar or zakaron, a memorial, a remembrance. Exodus chapter 12, verse 14. And this day, the day that you came out of Egypt, shall be unto you for a remembrance, a memorial. And you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. So the way that I make it a remembrance is to keep it as a feast. Throughout my generations, you shall keep it as a feast forever. How long is forever? I think forever means forever. We are commanded to remember the exodus from Egypt. Exodus chapter 13 verse 3. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 18. But you shall remember that you were a bondman in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you there. Therefore I command you to do this thing. That's why in every Sabbath service, we remember the coming out of Egypt and how Yahweh drowned Pharaoh and his army in the sea and we traditionally sing the song Mika Mocha who is like thee O Lord among the gods in fulfillment of this commandment we are to remember to keep the Torah one of the ways we're commanded to remember to do this is to put fringes on the borders of our garment called in Hebrew Zitzi Numbers chapter 15 verses 38 and 39 speak unto the children of Israel in them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue and it shall be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and to do them and that you seek not after your own heart in your own eyes after which you used to go a whoring. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 12 and you shall remember that you were a bondman in Egypt and you shall observe and to do these statutes. Keep my Torah. Follow my commandments. Why? Well, remember that you were a bondman in Egypt. That is why you're supposed to do these things. There's a principle that Yahweh remembers his covenant with the fathers for the purpose of redeeming his people. Why did the God of Israel call Moses? It was on behalf of the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 and 
and 24, it is written, And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. In that context, why was Yochanan the immerser? Why was John the Baptist born? Why did Yeshua come into the world? It was because that the God of Israel remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's why these events happened. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 63, and then verses 67 and 68, following on in verses 72 and 73, regarding the birth of John the Immerser, let's see the context of what is told about his birth as it relates to the God of Israel remembering his covenant with the fathers to redeem his people. Luke 1, 63. He asked for a writing table and he wrote saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. In verse 67, And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Verse 72, To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. Verse 73, The oath which he swore to our father Abraham. Passover is remembering the death of Yeshua. How do we see this? Luke chapter 22 verse 15. He said unto them, With desire I've desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So Messiah is celebrating the Passover and here's what he says. Luke 22 verses 19 and 20. He took bread and gave thanks and break it, gave it to them saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. What were they doing? They were celebrating Passover and in celebrating Passover there was a particular event of Passover that Yeshua said, Do this now to remember me. Likewise also the cup after supper saying this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you and then in 1st Corinthians chapter 11 verse 26 it says for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the Lord's death or you remember the Lord's death until he comes I'm not truly celebrating Passover unless I'm remembering Yeshua and his death on the tree in the celebration of Passover the Passover lamb was instructed following the historical Egyptian Passover. The Passover in the future, the commandment was that it was to be killed in Jerusalem. In Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 1 in the context of the God of Israel saying, when you go into the land that I've given you, observe the month of Aviv and keep the Passover under the Lord your God. For in the month of Aviv the Lord your God brought you forth out of Egypt by night. Verse 5 You shall not sacrifice the Passover within any of your gates which the Lord your God gives you, but at the place which the Lord your God shall choose to place his name in, there you shall sacrifice the Passover at evening, at the going down of the sun, at the season that you came forth out of Egypt. Where is the place that he would choose to place his name where you see sacrifice the Passover? Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 6. I've chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there, and I have chosen David to be over my people. Israel. Yeshua, the Passover lamb, therefore was crucified in Jerusalem. John chapter 19 verse 17. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of the skull.
skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side and Yeshua in the midst. Back in Exodus chapter 12, verse 43 and 46, it's going to tell us that the Passover lamb's bones are not to be broken. Exodus 12, verse 43. And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall you break a bone thereof. John chapter 19, verse 33. When they came to Yeshua and saw that he was dead already, they broke not his leg. Yeshua is fulfilling the requirement of Passover. Among the other requirements of Passover, there is to be an explanation of the events of Passover. In Exodus chapter 12, verses 26 and 27, it says, It shall come to pass when your children will say unto you, What do you mean by this service? What's the purpose and the meaning behind celebrating Passover? Then you shall say, Now this is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. So there's to be an explanation of the service. Well, when Yeshua celebrates Passover on his last day here on the earth, on the night he was betrayed, he's going to explain the meaning of the service. And here's how he explains it. Luke 22, verse 15, he said to them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Now he's going to explain the bread. He took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them saying, that bread, now that's my body. The commandment is to explain the service. That bread, it's my body, which is given for you. This you are to do in remembrance of me. So he goes on to explain about the cup. Luke 22 verse 20. Yeshua took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the renewed covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Yeshua is fulfilling the requirement to explain the meaning of the Passover. Now in Exodus chapter 12 verse 31, it says that Yahweh spoiled the Egyptians. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Verse 35, And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels and silver and jewels of gold and raiment. Verse 36, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. What's the spiritual meaning of this? That when Yeshua, the Lamb of the God of Israel, through his death on the tree, he spoiled the works of the evil one. In Psalm 68, verse 18, it says, You have ascended on high, you've led captivity, captive. You've received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8. When he says, quoting Psalm 68 verse 18, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. This is referring to Yeshua and bringing the, the prisoners out from the captivity and gave gifts unto men. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew, that is, none of them understood how the death 
of Messiah on the tree would spoil the kingdom of darkness because if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, Yeshua says, I am he that lives and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And it says, I have the keys of hell and of death. How does he have those keys? Because he spoiled the enemy. He was victorious he has the keys of hell and of death. It is not Hasatan that has those keys. Yeshua has those keys. Passover is the redemption of the firstborn. Exodus chapter 4 verses 22 and 23. And you shall say unto Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto you, let my son go that he may serve me. If you refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay your son, even your firstborn. Let my firstborn go. This is a spiritual picture for us that believers in the Messiah are called a congregation of firstborn believers. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22. And you've come unto Mount Zion and into the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem unto an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and congregation of the firstborn. You see Passover is the redemption of the firstborn. When you accept Yeshua as the Messiah, you've been redeemed. You become a firstborn in his sight who has been redeemed, which are written in heaven into God, the judge of all, into the spirits of just men made perfect. They sang a song of rejoicing. In Exodus chapter 15 verse 1, as a part of the Passover events, it says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing. You notice will is future? They're just talking about the event that just had happened, and in speaking about the event that just had happened, they said, we will sing. So it's speaking about a future song, a future victory, a future redemption. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. Exodus chapter 15, verse 4. Pharaoh's chariots and his host has he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. How was this victory attained? How did Pharaoh and his army drown in the Red Sea? It tells us in Exodus chapter 15, verse 6. It was the right hand that defeated the Egyptians. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is that right hand? The right hand is Yeshua the Messiah. Psalm 98 verse 1. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. Notice the victory comes from the right hand, Yeshua. Now the Passover Seder traditionally ends. The Seder is the actual service itself of explaining to your children the events of the historical Egyptian redemption. This traditional Passover Seder ends with the cry, next year in Jerusalem. And in Hebrew it's Lashana Habaah Berushalayim. In Matthew chapter 26 verse 19 it says, and the disciples did as Yeshua had appointed them and they made ready the Passover. And when they sung 
sung a hymn, they went out in the Mount of Olives. So they sung a hymn and then they they were done. They concluded. Now actually, this cry next year in Jerusalem is actually a prayer for the coming of the Messiah in the Messianic era. What is the Messianic era associated with? The end of the exile of Jacob from among the nations. The rebuilding of the temple. And it is associated with the resurrection of the dead. The cry next year in Jerusalem is a prayer for these things. So when you're saying next year in Jerusalem, that is a prayer for the restoration regathering of both houses of Israel, Jacob from among the nations. How do we understand as this relates and applies to us as believers in Yeshua as the Messiah? Because while there is a literal house of Jacob, the name of the family in Yeshua is the redeemed house of Jacob. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 4 it says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. And they were all baptized in the Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They did all eat the same spiritual meat. They did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Messiah. The Redeemer who was with his people coming out of Egypt is the rock. It is the Messiah. And we're told as believers in the Messiah, don't be ignorant that all of our fathers did this. Paul uses the word all five times in these four verses that all of our fathers were under the cloud. They all passed the sea. They were all baptized in the Moses and the cloud and the sea. They all did eat the same spiritual meat. They all did drink the same spiritual drink. Why are we as believers in the Messiah to identify with these events? Well, that is because the Egyptian redemption teaches us about the end of days. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, it says, Now all these things happen unto them for in samples, but they're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. We need to understand the principle that the Egyptian redemption is actually a parable to teach us about the end of days. In Psalm 78 verses 1 and 2 it says, Give ear, O my people, to my Torah. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. Listen to my Torah because if you listen to my Torah, I am going to open my mouth in a parable. And talking about the parable, it goes on to say, Psalm 78 verse 13, He divided the sea and caused them to pass through and He made the waters to stand as a heap. These events of the historical Egyptian redemption is called a parable. What is a parable? It is something that has a deeper meaning than the literal events themselves. And what is the meaning? It's to teach us about the Messiah and how the God of Israel is going to redeem the entire house of Jacob from among the nations in the end of days. That is because the future redemption is likened unto the historical Egyptian redemption. Hosea chapter 2 verse 15. I will give her her vineyards from there in the valley of Achor. Achor in Hebrew means trouble. The valley of trouble, a reference to the tribulation. The tribulation will be your door of hope. Why? Because you're to eat the lamb roast with fire for a door of hope. And she will sing there as in the days of her youth she will sing as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt Micah chapter 7 verse 15 according to the days of your coming out of the land of Egypt will I show unto him marvelous things so the future redemption is called the song of the lamb Psalm 137 verses 3 and 4 and there they that carried us away captive they mocked us and they required of us a song 
song. And they said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. What's the song of Zion? Redemption. How shall we sing the Lord's song, the song of Zion, in a strange land? When is the Lord's song being sung? Revelation chapter 15 verse 3. What's it called? It's called the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Revelation 15 verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, in the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, thou King of saints. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, the spiritual application of Passover. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.